Blog Talk Radio. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mike is uh, 28th overall in the 26th overall in the Roto Bowl, 1604 points, 220 points uh, back of the leader, but well ahead of the competition in the league. Mike, you got to be feeling pretty good about the lead in Roto Bowl, buddy. You, you're three weeks away, man, from sweeping that league. Yeah, you know what, Scott? Uh, it it feels pretty good right now, but like you said, three weeks away. Uh, it's a long haul and. You know, being without a running back uh, right right now this week, uh, we're just going to kind of do do a couple fillers and uh, hope that things work out. Uh, this is the Red versus Blue Show. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Always joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. We are streaming live from our headquarters here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, Mike is actually at his location down in Brandenburg, Kentucky. Brandenburg. Uh, Brandenburg, yeah. Uh, Mike, this is week 11. Uh, this is uh, – we've got three long weeks left. They are going to be – you know, right now they're going to be long. Uh, but before you know it, it will be over. But we have three weeks left. That's a quarter of the season. Uh, still to play regular season ball here at the Fantasy Football World Championship. So lots of action still to go before we decide who gets to make the dance, the, uh, the 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 dance for the cash in the championship round at the Fantasy Football World Championships and the ninth annual Rotable Tournament. Uh, this show brought to you by FFToolbox.com, the uh, the rankings winner for 2012 most accurate uh, draft rankings. Over 100 websites polled. Uh, this show brought to you by Sour Patch. Mike, you know anything about Sour Patch? <laughs> Uh, three, four, seven, three, two, tell four. me about it. T- tell me about it. But but anyway, I- I'd like to jump in real quick, Scott, and uh, just comment. Uh, for some leagues, uh, this week is going to be your last week. Uh, this league, 
we've got three more weeks to go, and I, I just, I, you know, I kind of wish that, I kind of wish that it was over with because I'm leading in the uh, Roto Bowl and that one league uh, in points and uh, and record. But uh, yeah. it's going to be, it's so cool. I'm already looking forward to Thanksgiving weekend because it matters. Thanksgiving weekend matters in this league, and uh, I appreciate uh, you, uh, Ian, and. All the guys at the FF box, FFWC, and him. I mean, I mean, you guys, you guys have done a great job. All right, three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. I posted the link to the leaderboards in the chat room. If you would like to uh, check out the leaderboards, who's in the lead at the main event, the Roto Bowl in the Dynasty Football World Championship? Maybe the free roll. Maybe you played in the free roll and you want to check out. Who's doing well in that? And then we have the Box Draft World Championships uh, that you may have drafted in. So lots of contests going on. We have the Qualifier Leagues, the Drafting Go Leagues. Lots of stuff going on. It's going to come to a head. We've got three weeks of regular season action still to go. It got underway last night, Mike. Uh, did anything surprise you from that Colts-Titan game? Let's get everybody ready for week 11. Uh, the one thing that surprised me was uh, Donald Brown, his first uh, first career two touchdown rushing game uh you know i yeah i didn't see that coming and uh apparently uh indy uh decided to uh you know they they decided to go with the rush a lot more than what we expected and uh and it worked out for them for donald brown owners yeah donald brown looked sick as bleep and a lot faster than uh, Trent Richardson. Everybody's been saying that, and uh, he just knows how to hit the whole team. He fits this offense. He's playing like he's hungry. He's playing for, you know, his life out there. Uh, and he has earned a role in the National Football League. Just watching him play this year, if he can play at that level, he's going to be uh, fairly successful. I you, I, and another thing that really surprised me, I mean, I didn't get to watch the entire game. I was working, but – uh, they really uh, they relied on Chris Johnson a little bit in the first half. Tennessee did, and then uh, how many rushes did he have in the second half? What six? What they went away while ahead? That that doesn't make sense to me. Yep, that's uh, that's been the uh, the, the play calling uh, this year. We've just gotten kind of used to it. I got to tell you, uh, look, it wasn't a surprise that T.Y. Hilton didn't get his points last night. It was very nice and very encouraging to see Kobe Fleener get his points, especially in all the dynasty leagues that I own him in and all the high stakes leagues. It's, it's nice yeah. because it means there's some promising things to come for Kobe Fleener. He was catching the ball. That's what he wants to do. Uh, that's what we want him to do. And you would notice that earlier in the year, Luck stopped going to him when he would drop the ball. He would drop the ball. He's like, I can't count on him. You know, i got to throw it to somebody that's going to catch it. And when he's catching the ball, Luck uh, gets that confidence in him and he throws in the ball. So that's what we'd like to see. Uh, let's move on for the rest of the action. By the way, Chris Johnson looked really well. Kendall Wright looked quick. Uh, Delaney Walker looks like he's going to be a nice solid start. And Fitzpatrick looks like a nice QB, too, for the rest of the year, uh, if, if need be, uh, in an injury situation to spring up. Looks like he's going to be uh, somewhat dependable. Uh, but, but that's about it. Let's move on to the 1 o'clock games on Sunday and get you ready. Uh, for the National Football League and your lineup decisions, you can always tweet your uh, your questions to Red Blue Radio. Uh, you can email us, redblueradio at gmail.com. You can always, there's always somebody going to be there to answer your questions at FF Toolbox. You can uh, ask all of your questions there. You can interact with us on the chat room, the message board, Twitter, 
anywhere you want. We've got tons of questions that we could read off tonight. Uh, and if we can get to those, Mike, I would like to get to those. Uh, there's a lot of people that asked us uh, who to start. And so we'll try to get to some of those tonight uh, if, if time allows. Uh, Redskins at the Eagles, Mike. Let's start there. Pretty much this is a game that is an offensive explosive firehouse here. You have to start just about everybody on the Redskins. Uh, RG3, Alfred Morris, Pierre Garçon, Jordan Reed. Those four guys are studs and in your lineup. Not really anybody else I would consider. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, this, this connection that we've been talking about. We said Nick Foles. He's a must-start now. He, he is a must-start, and there's very few quarterbacks that you would not start him before. 136 passes on the year, 16 touchdowns without throwing a pick. He's thrown at least three TDs in three of his last four. He's top 28 fantasy points in all three. The Skins are allowing eight passing scores and 24 points per game to quarterbacks over the last three games. This guy with Riley Cooper, uh, Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, those guys, you've got to start and get in your lineup, every single one of them. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Uh, the over and under in this game is 53. And 53, that's a lot of points. And the one player that I would really single in this game is LaShawn McCoy. I really think they're they're going to continue uh, or they're going to try to run the ball a lot. I mean, let's face it, Riley Cooper he put up a ton of points last week, and you know I was I was wrong and right at the same time. But uh, let's face it, three touches or three uh, catches for well over 100 yards, two touches. I mean, the guy him and Foles they really connect. But I really see uh, LaShawn McCoy really connecting and uh, getting things done on the running game, and then that's going to open things up. Be careful for tight ends for Philly. They could be very, very hot this weekend. But bottom line is 53, they're going to get over to that 53. I really believe that. It's going to be a it's going to be a game. If you play DraftKings, our weekly contest, you definitely want to uh, get your lineup in this week. It's a big contest, paying out over a hundred percent. And uh, look, we want to play for the million. And so your goal at DraftKings is to get your lineup experience down, figure out what you're doing, figure out how to win in this thing. Play the five dollar games, play the ten dollar games, uh, play the you know the twenty dollar games if you have to. I just put a link in the chat room to the Week Eleven Secret Stars. And it, and it has plenty of links in there for that you can play in our contest and you can get in. But basically, look, the goal is simple. Let's get some experience. Let's get some practice. Let's figure this thing out and get comfortable with playing the weekly game and the salary cap. Because week 16, you want one ticket in that dance. Everybody I know, you should have one ticket in that dance for week 16. And that week 16 yeah, contest, they're giving away $3.1 million. They're paying out several hundred spots in that sucker uh, there's no nobody – I want to see everybody have at least one ticket, one shot, and that's a lot of money. Somebody's going to win a million dollars. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars given away to winners uh, that day, that weekend. And that's going to be the, probably the most exciting weekend next to our world championships that we have. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun, Scott. You know, I've got a couple friends that, uh, that, 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 you know, they come on board and they do it every Sunday. Uh, and it, it's fun, and, you know. Like you said a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, you got so many leagues, so many uh, teams that they're looking at, but it's that one league, that one team, that one week that you're looking at, and it's fun to draft it. Do it on DraftKings, man. It's it's a lot. It, it's a ball. 
Okay, so we basically said that we're going to start all of the, uh, the the Philadelphia and Redskin players that we have. You, we did see John Carlson catch a lot of balls against Washington, so Selleck and Ertz are worth flyers in deeper leagues this year. Tight ends do have 60 yards or a touchdown in of the Redskins nine games this year. Very interesting stat there. Browns at the Bengals, Mike. This is a local Midwest game for us. Andy Dalton did get that uh, score with A.J. Green. We got we saw that at the end of the game. Kind of bailed those guys out. Joe Hayden, yeah. uh, no opposing number one wide receiver, has gotten to even 90 yards against him this year. He is brutal. A.J. Green only had – well, he had, he had seven catches, but he only had 51 yards uh, against Joe Hayden the last time. This is a very good, talented cornerback in the league. What does that mean to you? It means that the wide receiver two is a very solid start this week for Cincinnati, Mike. Marvin Jones. Now, it could be Sanu. Which one do you like better, Sanu or Marvin Jones? Uh, Marvin Jones right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, uh, I think Marvin Jones would be a very nice play. An opposing secondary wide receiver has scored in each of the last three games against the Browns. Uh, that is very uh, solid information, especially because of, and again, it all boils down to Joe Hayden. He's there on that side of the ball. Quarterbacks aren't going to challenge you know, him. Yeah. Real quick, Scott, uh, I really love uh, Geo coming out of the backfield, uh, yep. catching passes this week. You know, let's face it, Cleveland, uh, they've got a solid defense, and you better watch this team because they're going to be pretty good. But I really see uh, Giovanni Bernard uh, just exploding out of the backfield. Not necessarily rushing, but just dump off passes. So yeah. you might want to watch for him and uh, Todd, and Tyler Eifert. Yeah, uh, that, well, we'll definitely talk about him. Gio's a must-start in every league. And uh, you really can't start Ben Jarvis. Uh, Browns have only allowed one rushing score in their last four games. Uh, on the other side of the ball, when we talk about Cleveland, we, we knew this Jason Campbell experience was not going to be uh, – it was going to be sloppy. And it wasn't going to be as, as strong as we, 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 it was when it was Hoyer or Reading. Uh, opposing fantasy defenses are averaging six and a half points per game against the Browns with Jason Campbell at quarterback. So it's not going to be good, especially with the Bengals. No quarterback does very well in the last couple of games, including Flacco. Uh, so I, I, I tell you what, you've got uh, Josh Gordon, who should probably get back on track, Okay. The top target against the Bengals the last few games have done very fairly well, and it sounds like the Bengals' top cornerback is going to be out in this game. So good news for Josh Gordon. Get him back in your lineup. And then Jordan Cameron is, look, he's too talented to sit. Yeah. That's the problem. He's too talented yeah. to sit. But he only has nine targets in two games, five catches, 85 yards. Not oh. enough, Jason Campbell. If you're listening to me, I got Jordan Cameron everywhere. Not enough, Campbell. It's not going to do it. So <laughs> – Let's get let's get Jordan Cameron. What the ball. do you see? Uh, what, I mean, just to uh, finish off his game, AJ Green. I mean, what do you see him going for? Do you, well, do you see more yeah, than we, one touchdown? I don't see a touchdown at all. No, not against uh, not against Joe Hayden. Uh, there you go. What do I do? Yeah, uh, I love AJ Green, but not, uh, Joe Hayden is just the guy that you don't challenge because the quarterback has to be very talented to get him the ball. It's not just about the wide receiver. You can throw jump balls all day. Uh, and, and, look, A.J. Green has proven he can score like that anytime he wants. Uh, but the ball has to be there. The ball has to be there. You never bench A.J. Green, period, but don't look for him to score. It's, it's like what you had last night, Mike. You knew T.Y. Hilton is a guy that was probably not going to have a good day. Uh, but that's okay. You're, all your guys don't have to have good days uh, every week. Yeah, that's right. Oh, overall, they're going to be fine. 
when it counts, we hope they're fine. Uh, but look, you're, you, you always, your studs, no matter what the matchup is, no matter how difficult the game is, they always have a chance to put up 25. You never bench your studs. Uh, good, good rule of thumb. Ravens at the Bears, Mike. Uh, what do we see here in this game? Ray Rice? You, I know you guys. I know you have Ray Rice. You, you've always been a big Ray Rice guy, and starting to worry me, man. Starting to worry me. Well, I'll tell you what. what what's worrying me more is uh, the his hip, his hip injury. Uh, let's face it, the guy's hurt. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not right. Uh, right now, uh, Chicago is a three-point favorite, and the over/under is forty-four. Uh, I like. I still like Ray Rice against this uh, defense, man. In Chicago. They allow uh, a ton of rushing, so uh, I believe Ray Rice is going to be able to uh, do what he wants to do. I'm not so high on Flacco or Torrey Smith in this game. I'm really not because I, I think they'll be able to pound it. On the other side of it, the Bears, watch, oh, man, Brandon Marshall and uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, these guys, I, I really believe they're going to uh, put up a ton of points. Well, yeah, you you have to start uh, those Bears, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Brandon Marshall. You have to always have those in the lineup. We've got to be careful about Martellus Bennett with the injury situation there. Definitely monitor that. Uh, on the Baltimore side of the ball, they are desperately in need of uh, Dennis Pitta getting him back in the offense. Sounds like he will be back uh, at some point, but we just don't know when. Uh, hopefully it's not too late. They did get the win. I told you they'd get the win. Did I not? Did yep. I not tell you yep. they were going to yep. beat yep. the Bengals? I said these are grown men. It's a it's a more important game for them to win, and they are Super Bowl champs. They will come through and get this this but W. Not, now, it'll be interesting to see if they it, get the it, W here. If you are if you have a uh, must play, especially in a, a dual flex eleven starting uh, lineup league, uh, Bernard Pierce, go ahead and start him. If you have to, go ahead and start him. You know that's my opinion. I've got him on my team. In the uh, in the in the Roto Bowl, one of the Roto Bowls, and uh, you know I would <laughs> go ahead and start him. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me for him to have yeah, a this, decent this, game. This is not the Lovey Smith uh, defense that we've always known in the past, right? This is a uh, a new defense. You can't count on Devin Hester to score uh, all the time for this defense, the special teams. Running back to rush for 120 plus yards in four straight games. Uh, they're actually averaging 149 per game and five and a half yards per carry. Uh, seven touchdowns per game, uh, or 25 points per game here with seven touchdowns on those. It's very attractive to get Ray Rice. He's been in a slump. He hasn't rushed for more than 50 yards only one time this year. He's only found the end zone in one of his last seven starts. Not been good. But, again, it's Ray Rice. You can't bench him, especially in a matchup like this. Jets at the Bills, Mike. Jeez, uh, you know, you got Geno Smith on the I was peeking at your team, and you got Geno Smith as your QB, too. Yeah, 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 yep. He was in an emergency situation. <laughs> but, uh, no, Geno has uh, become a uh, game manager, uh, and they're playing at Buffalo, and Buffalo, they're kind of unsure about their what, what where they're going. Uh, as long as the Jets defense can shut down uh, CJ, because let's face it, when C.J. Spiller is clicking on all cylinders, he's tough. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to stop him. But uh, other than that, uh, I think the Jets have a very good shot of uh, beating the Bills and uh, putting up some pretty good numbers along with their players. 
Chris Ivory's rushed for more than 100 yards in two of his last three games. Buffalo's allowing over 100 yards rushing the backs this year, ninth most in the NFL. But they've only given up two scores to back fourth fewest in the league. And I go, I am taken back to that early game where Bilal Powell lit him up, okay? So that tells you that this offensive line for the Jets owns the line for the Bills at early in the season. I don't think anything has changed that, Mike. But I, I do want to ask you, because Chris Ivory's a very interesting start, because it's a, most of us play PPR leagues. And he's not going to get the receptions. They're not involving him like that. He's more of a pound it, 100-something yards, possible two touchdowns on a good day. So I'm going to ask you, Chris Ivory or Rashad Jennings, what would you do there? Uh, I would probably go with Rashad Jennings, to be honest with you, Scott. Uh, You know, the Jets, they don't care about you, me, you know, all all these fantasy owners. (laughs) They, they They don't give a flying flip about us. They just want to win games. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I go with Rashad Jennings, honestly. Uh, Chris Ivory or Quiz Rogers? Ooh, well, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> – wow. That's tough because I got uh, Quiz and my uh, Roto Bowl team, and I want him to do all he can. But uh, that's that's a toss-up. Uh, I think Chris Ivory – Chris Ivory has all the makeup of uh, – Doing what you you know what you talked about. I mean, he he has all the makeup of scoring two touchdowns and rushing for you know 130 yards. Uh, PPR, he's not going to get much. I, I don't think he's going to. Uh, he won't get he won't get much out of the backfield as far as uh, receptions. But uh, he can bust uh, 60, 70 yard runs just like that. You know, Ben Tate's another guy that a lot of people are starting this week, and he hasn't averaged four yards of carry in five games. Uh, he, he can't get over that hump. He hasn't been healthy. He's got the broken rib. I won't I won't touch Houston. I will not touch the Houston Texans at all out of the backfield. Obviously, I'll, I'll hit Andre, but I won't touch anybody else. No way. All right. Well, I just wanted to kind of explore this Chris Ivory thing a little bit. I think we did a good job of that. Uh, you can't trust any of the uh, wide receivers for the Jets. You can't trust their tight end on the Bills side of the ball. Very difficult uh, if you have C.J. Spiller to bench him because he could always break that long one. Uh, that That's always what you're hoping for. Jackson hasn't reached 10 points in two straight games. Spiller's done it just twice all year. Uh, the, the, the Jets are very tough on the running backs. And now you've got a situation where both, Wide receivers are out. You know they're going to key on these running backs, dude. The one guy I like in this game on the Buffalo side of the ball, Scott Chandler. Over the last five yep. games, tight ends have scored four times against the Jets, topped 80 yards four times, 100 yards three times. And Scott Chandler had five catches for 80 yards and a score back on him in week three. He's a nice sleeper, Mike, Scott Chandler. Yeah, yeah, and exactly right, especially with the fact that uh, Stevie Johnson, it sounds like he's not going to play from what I understand, uh, so uh, you know that just that, that just takes out another wide receiver. I mean, they've they've gone down with Woods. They've gone down with uh, now Stevie Johnson for this week. So uh, you know they've got to have some options at uh, at the receiving end, which frees up somebody at the uh, running back. So that's that a home game. Real good. There was an interesting statistic that I read. Uh, I think it was on Pro Football Focus. If somebody wants to find it in the chat room. It said that they predicted that, uh, statistically speaking, Scott Chandler has a better shot at a touchdown on Sunday than Rob Gronkowski against the Panthers. So wow. you, hear a, you hear a stat like that, and, and look, it comes from a respectable source. I think it was pro football focus. 
you start to say to yourself, okay, you know, they are on all these analytics and advanced statistics. It could have been number fire. One of those advanced stat places, you know, you just read all the, all the nerdy sites, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting little guy there that you can get him for $3,400 at DraftKings lineup. So definitely uh, consider Scott Chandler and maybe a lineup and and maybe that'd be a, a safe, a safe 12, 15 point potential there. This game is uh, it's going to be close, Scott. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I don't I don't see it being a runaway, uh, but I do see it being a uh, you know like a 21 to 17 or a uh, 20 to 17 type of game. We've got a good chat room tonight. No, no. Fantasy QB Henry Muto, IPS driver Anita. What's going on? Something about football. Good to see you guys in the chat. Raiders at Texans, the one o'clock game. Uh, Mikey, uh, the Raiders are a mess if Terrell Pryor has a bad wheel. We've always said this at, at Toolbox. We don't let Terrell Pryor's ranking drop below about 14 or 15 just because he has the wheels. He can always get rushing yards even on a bad day. And, and quarterbacks, let's face it, they have bad days. But with Terrell Pryor, it kind of offsets that bad day potential because he's always got the ground game going. And so if he gets 60 or 70 yards, you know, that's six or seven fantasy points. That's, equi- that's equivalent to like 150, 175 yards yeah. passing. Uh, so he can always knock you out uh, and get those points when a QB2 may, may not be able to do that. But he's injured. I think the Texans at home now, they got this Case Keenum mojo. I know they lost the game to Indianapolis, but this is a, a 1 o'clock game against the Raiders. If they can't just dominate this game and roll this team up with Terrell Pryor with a bad wheel and no McFadden, Dude, they might as well hang it up. <laughs> well, they might as well hang it up because they will not roll them, Scott. I'm telling you right now. Uh, the line is nine. Houston is nine-point favorite, 40-and-a-half. Uh, Oakland is going to be right in the game because of Rashad Jennings and because of the fact that they're gonna, their defense is going to be in, in Houston's face. Uh Case Keenum, he's gonna he's gonna do what he needs to do with uh, Andre Johnson, but I don't see much happening with the running game, so I wouldn't rely on Ben Tate too too much. I do like uh, I do like uh, Keenum and Johnson, the connection there, but I really like uh, Oakland and uh, you know covering that spread, and I, I like Rashad wow. Jennings in this game. You know, I like Raiders when they're at home, when they're on the road. I can't stand them. Oakland's allowed a running back to score in seven straight games. The opposing ball carrier has at least ten points in every one of those games. And Tate, look, he had a tough matchup last week against the Cardinals. I'm not going to hold that against him. Uh, Andre Brown just lit up uh, this Raider team. I'm okay with Ben Tate. I think he's going to be very solid. Uh, if it was between me and Ben Tate and Rashad Jennings, now it's getting a little bit tough here because I think Rashad Jennings is the only thing they're going to have going for him. Dump passes, dump balls, a pretty decent running back through the tackles. I, I'm okay with that because the Texans, they, they don't allow touchdowns, but they've given up over 100 yards to back in every one of the uh, in every one of the games recently. So if Jennings starts, I mean, it sounds like he's going to, I think you can flex him and he'll be okay. I mean, how can you take uh, Houston Texans minus nine in any game against any team based on this season? You can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, when you take the uh, the makeup of their team and what what's happened so far this year, you can't do it. So I'm I'm going to go with uh, some of the players from uh, Oakland. Maybe in Rod Strader. 
Rod Strader might have a big game. You never know. All right, let's move on to the Lions at the Steelers. This is the Red versus Blue show. Uh, you can always catch more of uh, Red versus Blue uh, or any of the uh, the podcast coverage here at fftoolbox.com. We have the FF Toolbox uh, podcast every Tuesdays. We have uh, the Google Hangouts that we do, the Box Fantasy Hour. It's a Google Hangout. It's live video with myself and Ben Standing. You can catch that one. And then Ben also has another uh, podcast on Thursday morning. So uh, with lots of different ways to uh, keep you entertained here, uh, whether you're listening to us on your iPod, your MP3 player, or listen to us at your home on your computer. Uh, whatever you want to do, we're, we're happy to do it, and that's what we're here for. We want to see you win. Lions at the Steelers Sunday at 1 o'clock, Mike. This is the type of game I've been waiting for because I feel like th- I can't wait to hear the over-under. I have not looked at the over-unders once, but I want to I take a stab at it. I want to take a stab because this is the type of game that the Lions always put up points. When the Steelers play a team that puts up a lot of points, this motivates Roethlisberger. I remember games where Roethlisberger took on the Packers and Roethlisberger took on uh, the, the Saints-type games. These high-scoring games. Roethlisberger thrives for him, and with all that press recently about him wanting to leave and now being a home game, dude, I, I predict Roethlisberger is going to throw for 350 yards this week. I bet this – I'm, I'm guessing this over-under is not as high as it should be. I would take the over. I don't care what the number is. I'm going to say it's close to 50, but not quite 50. The over-under is 46. Okay. Uh, the only reason it's that low is because – like what you said, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, he has very few uh, targets. Uh, I see Emmanuel Sanders having a huge game. Emmanuel Sanders, trust me, he has a huge game this week uh, for Pittsburgh. Uh, Detroit is a three-point favorite with that over and under being 46. Uh, but there's going to be, a, you know, I, I kind of disagree, Scott. I, I don't know. Who else he's going to throw to other than Emmanuel? Well, this game, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, this game is sets up well for Reggie Bush to run the ball. That's going to open things up for Matt Stafford, Calvin, and Pettigrew. And then you have the, uh, the Lions who are stopping the run. They haven't allowed 100 total yards, a touchdown, or 10 fantasy points to running backs in three straight games. They're averaging, they're giving up just 73 yards over that span. So Le'Veon Bell has a tough sled in front of him, even though he's been a very hot running back. Antonio Brown right. start as always. Emmanuel Sanders didn't do well, but the number two receiver against the Lions has scored in six straight games against the Detroit defense. They've scored or topped 100 yards in six straight games. And then Cotri's been hot. So this is a game that Roethlisberger, look, four straight quarterbacks, five of the last six have thrown for multiple scores and produced 20-plus points against the Lions. I look at these stats and I say – Big Ben, you're in a shootout, baby. It's time to light yeah, well, up the Lions. Well, right, Scott. And let's face it, uh, looking uh, from a non-fantasy point of view, uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, he's told this team, uh, they know it. Uh, they got to win this game. Cut, dry, and simple. It's at home. They've got to win this game. Yeah. Uh, they're asking about uh, they're asking about the Mike Wallace hammy situation in the chat room, and if. It's not looking good for Mike Wall, especially hammies on wide receivers. That's not good. Oof. Cardinals. Oh, by the way, I like the Heath Miller, the Heath chance in the, you know, the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Nice sleeper here. Uh, Heath Miller's been very slow, but I think he can get something uh, going against this team. Another 1 o'clock game, Cardinals at the Jaguars, Mike. 
Oh, God. From an NFL perspective, this is just hideous. <laughs> a Jaguar home game where there's not going to be uh, 25% of the crowd in the stands. Uh, you're not going to have much action going on here. They're just waiting for to get that number two pick in the draft and take Teddy Bridgewater. You know that's going to go down. And on the Cardinal side of the ball, yep. I'm very disappointed with what Car- uh, Carson Palmer has done for this offense. The fact is Michael Floyd's dinged up. Andre Roberts is dinged up. It should mean and equate to a good game for Fitzgerald, but can you really trust him? The one thing that I'm most excited about seeing in this game, Mike, and I started a, a Twitter campaign. I would love everybody at Red at uh, listening to Red versus Blue to use the hashtag Free Ellington. Free Ellington. Hashtag Free Ellington. Uh, you, can, uh, you can attach Red Red Blue Radio in there. Free Don't Ellington. We we want to get this viral. We want Bruce Arians. We want you to listen up, head coach. You gotta let it, Bruce. You gotta Free Ellington. You gotta let Andre Ellington be the no, man. No, 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 no. Wait till after this week. Wait till this week. Uh, the I reason I say that, Scott, is because team. I know it's all about your rotable team. Go ahead. It is. It is. It is. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I gotta You're lean on Mendenhall while Demarco Murray's on a bye this week. But let me, uh, let me give you some insight on this game. Uh, Arizona, Jacksonville. I'm taking Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville probably should have beaten Seattle, and then they won this past week. So that's two straight weeks of really good games. Jacksonville wins this game, okay? Uh, I don't really care. I could care less. All I care no, about no. is Ellington well, getting if, if, you're, if you're an MJD owner, you care. Ellington played 31 snaps and produced 73 total yards on 13 touches. You got Mendenhall playing 20. I don't want to hear about Ellington. Scott, Ellington, tell me about Ellington right now. I know he should. Ellington, 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 Ellington. I got him in every Ellington, Ellington should be. He should be the starting running back. I don't know why Arians is not gone that way, but the bottom line is I need Mendenhall to give me at least 10 points. Ten fantasy points. Give me ten fantasy points this week, Richard, and I'm happy. Uh, if Floyd plays or if it's Andre Roberts, you do want to know that an opposing secondary wide receiver has scored in three of the last five games against the Jags. So that should be a decent option there for you, especially in a pinch. Jags have allowed a tight end to score in six of its last seven games. They've given up eight total during that span. You got Rob Hauser coming off one of his big games. He has 50 yards receiving in two of his last three games. He needed to get the score. Man, that that guy intrigues me a lot. He intrigues me a lot. Yeah, you should get him in your dynasty league because uh, I have heard the uh, – I've heard enough Jimmy Graham comparisons uh, until I'm blue in the face, and he's just got to prove it now. He's got to prove it. Yep. Uh, They like what he does in practice, and he just has to get out there on the field and get some chemistry going with the quarterback. Falcons at the Bucks. Falcons at the Bucks. What do I got to say about this game, Mike? Jeez, uh, let's start with Mike Glennon. It is a Buccaneer home game. We'll give him some love. He had a bad game uh, against the Dolphins. They're they're very tough against quarterbacks, but this week he should bounce back. He's a solid RB uh, QB two. He'll he'll rebound this week. Atlanta has allowed multiple QB scores in every game this year, and eight uh, passing in eight of those nine uh, multiple passing in eight of those nine. So very solid. Uh, team to play against uh, the Atlanta Falcons are. So I like Mike Lennon. He'll find Vincent Jackson. He doesn't have Doug Martin anymore. We did see, look, I, the record for the worst beat of the season belongs to me. 
I had a seat and a ticket into the Millionaire Challenge for Week 16. All I needed was five points from Mike James. He goes out, has a dominant first drive. He is owning the Dolphins. He gets four fantasy points. Four! And fractures his ankle at the one-yard, one-inch line. Uh, And goes out on a cart. So he gets his four. First drive of the game, Mike. I need five. I need five. And he fractures his ankle and goes out on the cart. So I get nothing. That was a contest that was first place, seat at the tournament, week 16, second place. Man, you need a – when you plug in uh, Spalding, you'll get nothing and like it. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I need that sound bite, man. Uh, So, what do you think here, Brian Leonard or is it Bobby Rainey? Which one did you like more? Uh, Leonard looks like the guy right now, but uh, I tell you what, Bobby Rainey is more explosive. I think Leonard is best out of the uh, backfield, uh, catching passes and stuff like that. But uh, what has happened to Atlanta? I want to ask you, Scott, what has happened to Atlanta? They have really just fallen off the charts. They can't win a game. And they're going into Tampa, Tampa, and they're a one-point favorite. I mean that's yeah. pathetic. What what has happened? What has happened to Atlanta? Well, they've they've, they've uh, had injuries to every one of their uh, skill position players. Steven Jackson is the back that they brought in. This is the first year without Michael Turner, and you need a back that can push the field and and uh, you know travel the ball down the field. They don't have that. You lose your number one wide receiver in Julio. You haven't had Roddy White all season. You got a banged up Tony Gonzalez. Well, what do you want? What do you say, dude? I mean, injuries affect fantasy teams. That's affect crazy. NFL teams. That's crazy. How, uh, how do some, yeah. but 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 what I'm saying is how do some teams overcome injuries and still continue to win and other, others don't? Well, I don't know. I don't know of any team that has, has overcome losing all that talent. You know, your star wide receivers that you count on, your star running back that you count on, and you're not you're not known for your defense. So come on, you know this is a this is a no-brainer. Atlanta won games with their offense, and they held hold teams in check with their defense, but they won games with their offense. They don't have that this year. So, uh, look, I like Brian Leonard. He's a PPR guy, but he's never scored a touchdown all year. Get him off my field. Put Bobby Rainey back there. Give him a shot. He was going for over $400 in some of these uh, main event leagues that I saw on Wednesday night. So he's the guy that people deserve to get in there. 45 yards on a touchdown. He'll split the backfield for a while. I think Leonard will be there always fledgling along. But, look, Mike James was on his way to a great night. And Leonard got in there and, you know, 20 carries for 56 yards after what you saw James do to him. Uh, Tim Wright, I do like him. He had a bad week last week, but a lot of tight ends have bad weeks against that team. Uh, This week, much better matchup. He should get more targets. And uh, we we should see only one tight end uh, has – in, in, in the last four games, top 60 yards are scored against the Falcons. But, again, I do like Tim Wright. He's better than what the last couple of games have shown. You better, and I, I do like Tim Wright, I, I, absolutely. And you better watch for uh, Jacquez. I, I really right. think uh, Jacquez has a pretty good game this week. 20 minutes left in the program. We're finally to the 4 o'clock games, Mikey. Chargers at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a mess. My apologies and condolences to uh, to Rachel there. I know she's right. a Dolphin <laughs> Uh, we've got Rivers throwing for multiple scores in only one of his last four games. It kind of fell apart. He was this high-potent offense, and it hasn't been happening here. So I'm a little concerned. The Dolphins 
have allowed two passing scores uh, in the last five games. Have they've intercepted seven passes? So still not a good game for Rivers to really get going. Uh, you really, if I was the Chargers, I'm going to do what Mike James did. I'm going to pound the ball with Matthews and Woodhead, and then use that to set up my pass. But I'm not going to count on Keenan Allen this week. I'm not going to count on Antonio Gates this week. Gates hasn't scored in five straight games. He's almost back to his old bag of tricks. He's almost back to his old well, bag of tricks. It's 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 a disappointing uh couple of stretch here. This game this game right now, Scott, uh, is uh, San Diego's one and a half point favorite. The over under is forty five and a half. Now that tells me Miami is going to score probably about twenty points, twenty one points. So how do we get to the 45-and-a-half? How does Las Vegas tell me we get to the 45-and-a-half? It tells me that Danny Woodhead is going to have a big game. I expect Danny Woodhead to have a big game, uh, and I do expect Keenan Allen to have a big game against Miami because their their DBs are going to be uh, they're going to be mixed up on who's going to who's going to cover him and who's going to uh, take care of him. So they're going to establish the run. With Woodhead and uh, and and Matthews, it's going to open. It's going in Ryan Matthews. It's going to open up for uh, uh, Keenan Allen. I really believe that. Or the over and under wouldn't be that high. Forty five and a half. Come on. Well, look, dude. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I, you want to be very careful with Keenan Allen this week. I tried to tell you. Um, I, I tried to tell you that. Uh, you know, you have a good deep squad, and you had a couple of bad matchups this week with that squad, but you're going to be okay. You're, you're doing fine. You're, you're ahead of the game. There is, um, it, it's not good to, um, to be having some of these matchups that you have right now with, uh, especially somebody like, um, um, this, uh, who were we just talking about? Keenan Allen. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's matched up on Brent Grimes, dude. Miami's that corner, that cornerback, Brent Grimes. This kid is legit. And, that's Miami enters week 11, only one receiver touchdown this year, lowest number in the league. And you move to the tight ends, they're taking on a Miami defense that hasn't allowed a single tight end score in its last five games. So if anything happens, I mean, it's very tough to score. They can defy the odds. You can always defy the odds. But Brent Grimes, very physical receiver. The kid is very solid. You can almost you can go ahead and call him a shutdown. And uh, that's a very scary situation for Keenan Allen. You do have some other good options. Your seventh wide receiver is Mike Wallace. Your wide receivers go for days, dude. So, you know, a lot of things you can do there. Uh, the Dolphins yeah. side of the ball, very disappointing with Lamar Miller. Uh, Mike Wallace hasn't scored in seven straight games. He may be out for this game. Watch the hammy. The Chargers have allowed seven scores to opposing number one wide receivers this year. So if it's not Mike Wallace, you got to be licking your chops for whoever they put back there, whether it be Brandon Gibson or Rashard Matthews. But I will say this. Don't get too carried away with Matthews. Don't get yeah, too carried I, I was, away with Yeah, I was going to ask you about him. I was going to ask you about him. I, I'm kind of curious. Well, here's the deal. Is he talented? Sure. Uh, but here's the deal. If Mike Wallace sits, everybody says, oh, let's get Richard Matthews into the, our DraftKings lineup. You know, he's 3000 bucks. Uh, 70% of the people all have him. I would go against the grain here. The fact of the matter is that Tannehill – loves the slot wide receiver. He doesn't love Rashard mm-hmm. Matthews. He loves the slot wide receiver. He proved it with Brandon Gibson. He loved the slot with Brandon Gibson. It's not that Brandon Gibson right. was, woke up and became a great fantasy player, uh, a great NFL player. 
it's not like Rashard Matthews said, hey, I'm the next T.O. out here. This is a slot wide receiver uh, that that Tannehill likes to throw to in the offense. He feels comfortable with that. So if Wallace steps out, you have to say, let's take a look at the depth chart and say who steps in. You know, uh, it should probably be Marlon Moore maybe. Uh, you'll have Brian Hartline, Rashard Matthews, if he stays in the slot. But that's what I want to find out. This weekend, that's what I want to find out. I want to say, is Marlon Moore stepping up and taking Mike Wallace's role? Brian Hartline stays on the other side, and then Rashard Matthews stays in the slot? If that's the case, big day for Matthews. But you just want to be careful. You want to make sure that they don't move Matthews over there to the side. So Chargers allowed a lot of points to receivers in three straight games. Very, very a good potential for Tannehill to get hot. I like Tannehill a lot this week. Niners at the Saints, 430 game. The Saints just laid the wood to your Dallas Cowboys. Mike, I got to hear from you. What the heck is going on with this train wreck of a defense? What did Jerry Jones do? Uh, this is not good news. The Saints came in and laid the wood to your Dallas Cowboys. They were angry, and you caught them at a bad time. Yeah, I know that about it. I mean, uh, New Orleans, when you catch uh, Drew Brees at a bad time or – Catch Drew Brees at any time, and uh, his his angles. I mean, goodness gracious, you're talking about Sproles. Um, you t- you talk about all kinds of guys that can uh, do whatever they want to do. You know that didn't surprise me. Uh, this game, uh, San Francisco, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is a three point favorite, forty seven and a half. You got to start everybody except for hold it, hold it. Start everybody except for Kaepernick. Yeah. Yep. Kaepernick was our bust of the week last week when I was on uh, Sirius. And uh, I was actually on Cincinnati radio on Sunday morning, Mike. I, I named Colin Kaepernick the bust of the week uh, for their uh, their Fox Sports, whatever they have going on over there. That was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I named Colin Kaepernick the bust. And sure enough, I mean, that was an easy one, right? I mean, against Carolina. Yep. Uh, that was that was and look he's only thrown for more than 200 yards once since, since week one has only one passing touchdown in his last three games. Uh, look, when running is contained like it was against Carolina, he can be a massive bust. Okay, and uh, that's what we have to figure out about the Saints. Uh, what's going to happen here? Well, the Saints have been the third toughest defense on quarterbacks, and uh, that's that's not good. If Vernon Davis isn't 100 percent. Dude, Cap uh, is in for another long day. No, no, no. I, I, I disagree with you. I would not start Kaepernick, but I would definitely start Frank Gore. I really think Frank Gore is having a big How game. How do you disagree? Against, what, what do you disagree with? What, what did I say that you disagree with? Uh, the fact that uh, Kaepernick, uh, you know, I mean, he, he's not going to have a good game. Let's face it. Kaepernick is not going to have a good game. I would not start him. Uh but I would I would start Frank Gore in this game. Well, who doesn't start Frank Gore, Mike? You can always count on Frank Gore. You've always been uh, able to count on Frank Are you kidding Gore. me? Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, hold on, Scott. Game? This is not a dynasty league. We're not talking about dynasty trade. When have you ever not started Frank Gore in a fantasy league? Ever? Plenty uh, <laughs> of times. No, no, not when he's been a healthy starter. You've always started – where is that ding on buzzer meter, dude? You're getting the buzz. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. And put it on, and and, and I'll show you the uh, running back uh, totals for the year. Bolden Bolden doesn't have a touchdown catch in five straight games. Manningham is coming on, and he had he ran 32 routes last week. I'm gonna do it right he, now. Three caught three of his six targets. 
But, yeah, you can always count on Frank Gore. The, the, the Saints have given up a running back touchdown in four straight games, six of the last seven. Frank Gore is one of the lowest scoring running backs, one of the lowest scoring high-profile running backs that you'll see. What, what are you talking about? What, what are you talking about, dude? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're getting. You're, that was well. You're de- that was well deserved. That was a hey, hey, Scott. That was well deserved. I I got Frank Gore con- confused with Ray Rice. I apologize. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Everybody makes All mistakes. Right. Uh, the I running did. back situation there. We named Lucky P. We named Lucky P. One of our secret stars of the week last week. And dude. He was on his way to a 40-burger. If Mark Ingram and Darren Sproles didn't come back, you know, like they both did, Pierre Thomas would have had 40 or 50 points that week because I, I, I called it. I knew it. Uh, the New Orleans was going to come in angry. And I said, this sets, up for, this sets up for Lucky P. This sets up for Lucky P. But then Darren Sproles came back, stole some action. Mark Ingram had a career day against Dallas. He ran 14 times for 145 yards and a touchdown. Everybody runs against the Cowboys. Dude, your Cowboys – What's it feel like to be a Cowboy fan? You've got to feel like a massive loser to be a Cowboy fan right now. No, I, to be honest with you, I feel like a massive loser to think that I mis, mistook uh, Ray Rice for uh, Frank Gore and Frank Gore for Ray Rice. But anyway. I am the <laughs> smartest man alive! <laughs> but no, no, it sucks, man. I mean, you know, Dallas, you know, it's one game. They're, they're so schizophrenic, it's it's pathetic, Scott. You you never know what you're going to get. And, you know, it's one game great and one game bad, you know. So, I you know, I don't know what to think about Dallas. Uh, let's talk about the wide receivers for New Orleans because it's a very chance, good chance you have Marquez Colson or Kenny Stills somewhere. The Niners have allowed only three receiver scores and three 10-point receivers since week one. I'm not feel, I, I think the Colston, you know, he finally came back to life. Uh, we, I think that week off did him uh, a hell of a hell of a lot of good. He needed that that week off, uh, and then you've got Kenny Stills as that deep ball guy. Uh, yep. But look, this is not a good matchup, especially off the Niners coming off of a a, a loss like that. And and then then you got the Jimmy well, Graham situation. You got to start yep. Jimmy Graham every week, but he only played thirty three snaps last week out of eighty four. He's he's battling man, his foot I- injury. It's not somebody you can bench, but you, man, it's just not good to have all these guys dinged up playing through the injury. Hey, I'll tell you what, I'll take Jimmy Graham at one third yeah. over anybody right now. Absolutely. Oh, I, I mean, this, this guy's been on my team, and he's been solid. And you know, he don't get a lot of snaps, but when he's there, you better watch him. Uh, he is he's something else, and uh, I really believe that he'll have a big game against San Francisco. Uh, the overnight is 47 and a half. That's a big number. So there's going to be points scored. And it's going to come from uh, Sproles, Pierre Thomas, Jimmy Graham, and maybe Kenny Stills. But I, I still see uh, Jimmy Graham having a big game. Look at you being all prepared. Packers at the Giants. Uh, the Giants are a team that if I were any team in the NFL right now, I don't want to play the Giants. It's just a it's just nope. a real tough out right now. They're a very hot team. The defense is hot. They're getting healthy. Uh, and now you, you have the Packers with Holzveen, you know, without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, know that Jer- I know that Jordy Nelson owners, James Jones owners, uh, you're all freaking out. Jared Boykin is the top receiver right now. He saw a team-high 13 targets, caught eight of them last week, led the pack 112 yards. 
look, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm feeling very compassionate for my Green Bay wide receiver owners out there. You're, you're one of them, Mike. Jordy Nelson type owners. Yes, I am. It's very difficult because they could be great wide receivers, but with Tolzien, what are you going to get? Yeah, you know, it's going to be tough. The best thing that I have to offer for uh, uh, Jordy Nelson uh, owners like I am is, thank goodness he likes underneath passes, underneath routes, because that's going to help the quarterback, and, uh, you know, everybody else is going to feel comfortable in in the offensive scheme. Uh, this game, man, I tell you what, I love the Giants in this game. I really do. I love the Giants. It's, uh, well, let's face it, it's uh, November 15th. It's time they start playing, right? Uh, somebody in the chat room was talking about benching Eddie Lacy. I just don't think you can. He's the only thing they really have going no. for him. Uh, even though he hasn't been real productive, he's getting the ball and he's getting touches, and that's what I want in November, uh, somebody that's going to get a lot of touches. Andre Brown, they eased him back into action, right? Uh, that's what they called it. And uh, he got uh, 31 carries on the day, just dominated. I think Andre Brown's a very tough guy uh, to, to leave out of your DraftKings lineup this week. Uh, they've been running all over Green Bay defenses. Peterson, Forte, and McCoy all ran over them. They've accumulated 500 yards in those three games. Good running backs to be compared to. Uh, and I don't want to get too hyper uh, over some uh, New York Giants or start chasing points. But uh, you can't really count on Cruz, Nix, and Randall when Eli can't get them the ball. I don't know what's in his head. He's not getting them the ball. So I think you can trust Andre Brown in this game. You can trust Eddie Lacy. Those are about the only two guys I really trust because Cruz has not scored in five straight games. The Knicks drought continued. I told you, 12 straight games. Mike, I need to have a chalkboard up here right here on my door. 12 straight games. <laughs> I think Nick does not score, dude. It's just, just keep putting up these check marks on yeah. uh, Hakeem Nix. That's crazy. I, I mean, that's really crazy uh, about Hakeem Nix this year. And Ruben scored in four of his last five, so he keeps going. So yeah. uh, let's move on. Vikings at the Seahawks, the return of Percy Harvin. Mike, I'm going to tell you right now, write it in your little book. I am predicting Percy Harvin to score his first touchdown of the year in this game against his former team, and he's going to do it twice. Oh, he's going to score two of them. He's going to score two. Wow. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, I see Percy, uh, I don't even think he'll score a touchdown, to be honest with you. I, I see beast mode, beast mode, beast mode and AP. I mean, it's going to be all about the running backs in this game. Uh, you know, over and under is 45. Uh, Seattle's a big favorite. 12 and a half, but uh, I think it's beast mode and AP all day long. Let me tell you something. 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 Lay it on. This is, Seattle, this is the Seattle Seahawks, okay? This is, the, this, is an, this is a confident, cocky club that's going to play around with these Vikings like a worm on a hook, tossing it out there, just playing around, okay? This is at home, Percy Harvin, first game. They've, they, they've waited all year to get this kid in the lineup. They finally got him on the field. He's practicing and healthy. You can talk about easing him in all you want. He is going to they're gonna they're gonna laugh at these touchdowns that they score with Percy. He's gonna make his return. He's gonna be on a limited snap count, but all put right. him in the Jimmy Graham type of snap count. If he's on a limited snap count, he's still gonna be a dangerous weapon. And they're gonna play with him. They're gonna get him into the end zone. That's what they want to see. They wanna see him get in the end zone today. Uh, I mean on Sunday. And look, the Vikings, they've allowed lots of receiver scores. Eight straight games right. receiver has scored. And Golden Tate may be the beneficiary. Let's let's just face that's it. It good. could be Golden Tate. He's been very hot. But if you're the if that's, you're the Seahawks, 
and you've got this game in hand. What's the spread in this game, Mike? Uh, the spread is uh, 12 and a half, and the, the <laughs> angle I was going to take is, who would you take, Golden Tate or Percy Harvin? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, usually usually it's been the Golden Tate show, but this is this is the reason they held him out. They held Percy out for this game. They could have brought him back sooner. No. They were very confident. All right, give, give, give me an over and under on his fantasy points, and uh, I'll take the under. Uh, well, yeah, because you already know I'm already I'm predicting two touchdowns, you do. Uh, even if it's well, two catches, uh, that yards. means that means you're expecting him to get uh, what twenty twenty two twenty three points. I'll say under yeah, under well, twenty two. No. It could be two catches for twenty yards and two touchdowns. It could be uh, sixteen points, but it's two touchdowns. He's going to score twice. Okay, well, 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 let's middle it. I'll take the under 20 for Percy Harvin this this week. How, how about take under 16? <laughs> no, hold on. No. I, said two, uh, I said, what, I'm already giving you two touchdowns. Is that not enough? Everybody's saying yeah, that's, that, that, that's, tw- that's 12, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm accounting uh, PPR and uh, things like that. So I'll well, take the else, under who 20. Else who else in the country is predicting him for 16 points? I want you to find one website in the country. That's predicting him for 16 points. And then you come back and tell me. That's a fair offer I just made. You. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. 18. 18. Oh, God. Dude, uh, John Carlson was the star <laughs> against the Skins on Thursday night. Uh, I really like John Carlson. I, it was nice to see him doing it, but only two tight ends have topped 60 yards against the Hawks. I wouldn't expect much this game, but he's an okay option for the rest of the way. Three minutes left in the, in the show. Mike Chiefs at the Broncos. The big one. The possible game wow. of the year. You start all your Broncos. You start Jamal Charles. How can you have the best yeah. team in the land and you have one fantasy option on the offense? That tells you how good this defense is. It tells you how good the defense Which wide receiver is going to have the biggest game for the Broncos? I want to hear about it in the chat room, too. Make your prediction. Which, which, who's going to have the best game, Welker, Demarius, or Decker? And I'll tell you the answer. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I say Welker. The reason is underneath, underneath, underneath. Uh, Kansas City's defense is very, very good, and Denver is going to find out on Sunday night. But Kansas or uh, Den, or uh, Denver is going to be able to do that with Welker, just quick, quick, quick passes. I mean, yeah, they're I not going to be able to go uh, vertical. Yeah, I think it's going to be Wes Welker. Three of the seven receiver scores allowed by the Chiefs have gone to the slot receiver. And last week was Demarius' turn. This week it's going to be Wes Welker under the lights on Sunday night in Denver. Last game on the docket, Patriots at the Panthers. Mike, I'm telling you, the Panthers' defense has arrived. This is going to be a game that I I do think that Tom Brady's going to be airing it out. He's going to be challenging this defense. And Shane Vereen's going to get some of those dump pass type plays and maybe even a big play for a score. But other than that, dude, you really can't trust anybody except for Gronk. You really can't trust anybody for Gronk, and that's the only guy that you can put some hey, hey, Scott, real quick, this over and under is 46. It's going to go so under Carolina. Defense is for real. They're legit. If they go to San Francisco and do what they did, they're going to be at home. They're going to shut They're going to shut New England down, bub. <laughs> All right. I, I, I tend to agree with Mike for once in my life. Everybody, thanks for being here. Mike, we'll see you. Uh, we'll talk to you this hey, weekend. Man, but you, everybody, three weeks left. Get your lineups in. Don't make any mistakes. Don't leave any points. Tweet FF Toolbox and at Red Blue Radio, and we will get your answers uh, to all your Who Do I Starts this week. Until next time, uh, we have a very thanks, good guest, Lynn Lowy, next Friday night. 
You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.